One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And now it's recording, right? Great. On red. Yeah. Cool. Well, guys, welcome back to The Shift. Hello, welcome back. Speaking of shift, hey, uh, I'm in a manual transmission, so this is not going to be as smooth as normal. I'm not holding a mic for any uh, safety advocates. I'm using the uh, I'm using the machine, but uh, you know I have to concentrate on my driving. You know I actually looked up, and it's not illegal to speak into a mic while you're driving. Oh, okay. Uh, because you know tour guides do it on buses. You know those those tour buses? Oh yeah, I wonder do they have do they have a headset? We have to get you a little headset. <laughs> I, well, I, I I googled headset. Oh, did you? Yeah, because I want to do a lot of driving ones. Because I'm actually going to do I'm going to do some Des Bishop podcasts while I'm back too. So, cool. but I like doing them when I'm driving. You know. Katie, do me a wee favor. Sure. Knock yours up just about 0.5 of a number there on number one there. No, up up Wait. up as in higher. So oh sorry yeah I was going the wrong way. Yeah. So just does, does that sound better? Just yeah, maybe just a touchdown now. How does that sound? That's great. Now, just great. wanted to get your. I wanted to get your volume in. I mean, in actual fact, you should have the headphones in, really. Yeah. Since since you're uh, controlling the. Oh right, yeah. The thing, but I'm not gonna take That's my head. I'm not gonna take the headphones out of my waxy ears and put them in your <laughs> ears. It's a lot it's, of pressure for me. It's as too. Well. It's too intimate. <laughs> yeah. That's just too intimate. I get a lot of messages, by the way, about. Um, What's going on between us? Do you do you get that? Um, no, no, actually, not really. People uh, ask me, I guess, when they do. You know, when people ask me, I guess, when they when they meet me or whatever. But no, no, not too many. Oh yeah, I've I've had a few now, all from women, obviously. Yeah. Saying, "Oh, you guys are such a great couple. I'm so glad you're together." It's like, oh, yeah, I no. did get that written on a post. I was like, "What? What?" <laughs> uh, what? Saying, "Oh, it's so great that you guys are together." Yeah, someone wrote it on a picture put up of the two of us, being like, "Oh, you two make a cute couple in the matching yeah. colors." <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. Uh, somebody messaged me yesterday about that too, and I was like, "No, no, no." Yeah. And she was like, "But you do a sex podcast together." I was like, "Yeah, we talk about sex. It doesn't mean we're not having sex and discussing." Uh, how the sex went <laughs> yeah. you know yeah exactly that'd be well, i don't know anyway needless to say i'm not putting my waxy fucking e- earphones into your ear thanks so so anyway just to give you guys a sense of place because i was actually going to wait a little further down the road to uh to begin chatting but we're on the we're on the m7 on our way to cork just passing the new bridge exit we flew see the construction has finished. For our American listeners, for our non-Irish listeners, I, you know, you, you don't have a, a sense. But Ireland has developed a lot during my comedy career of, uh, of 22 years, nearly 23 years now. A lot of development has yeah. happened during my career. And I have traveled these roads up and down for a long time. And a recent development is there's now three lanes on the M7, which has finished since the last time I was back in Ireland. Yeah. So this 
There's not, you know, there's not a lot of things that give me a semi. But these fucking three lanes being open, I'm, 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 I'm hot. I'm hot as fuck right now. Because this is, I haven't gotten this far on this road this quick in a long time. Yeah. This is exciting. This is as close as a motorway can be to a wet vagina for me. So there you go. He's not in a relationship with me, but he is with roads. I love, <laughs> I love this three-lane highway. Can now, I ask a question? Oh, sorry. I don't realize, you know the way I always are say... Are you apologizing because you, you said, no, can I ask yeah, a question? I literally... Remember when we were in the podcast and you were like, why are you always asking, can I ask a question? And then <laughs> I went home, I spent like 10 days with my family and there's so many of us, you have to be like, can I ask a question now? So I just realized <laughs> that's why I do it. I never was That's aware. your way of getting in. Yeah, that was... And I and just they're all, we're all just talking on top of each other that you have to be like, can I, have a, can I ask a question? So I heard my sister do it, and I was like, oh, anyway, my, have we, where are we? I'm lost. Did we I go just said we passed the exit for Newbridge. Oh, for Newbridge, okay, because I'm used to going down the road that would pass. This is the M4, but that, this is the M7, that's the M4. Okay, I was thinking of the M4. No, but we're not on the M4. I know, I know that now. I literally began this thing by saying <laughs> we're on the M7. Yeah, but I didn't know which one was which. I never drove, I would just sit in the car and go along. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Well, Katie... You, you're coming along for the ride here. Yeah, <laughs> With, so uh, this is the M7 to Cork. It splits off to the M8 after Port Leash. Okay. Just before Duro, County Leash. And uh, many moons ago you had to go through Duro, but I won't bore the listeners with all that shit. But, I mean, I've spent a lot of time on these Irish roads making money in Ireland. And we're back on them again on our way to Cork to do uh, Cypress Avenue. And in celebration of being back in Ireland... Uh, I thought we would. I thought we would try to rack our brains for just like distinctly Irish uh, sexual experiences, dating experiences. Uh, you know, just like early days of the, of the shift type of stuff. Uh, I mean, I have a few in my head, and you you can you can rack your brains now in the meantime, Katie. Because in actual fact, we didn't really discuss. I I kept meaning to discuss what we were going to discuss with you, but things kept distracting us, like me looking for microphones and you know just prepping to get in the car yeah so actually the one thing we haven't prepped is this episode no but i feel like of all the things this is this is really just a celebration of uh of um irish irishness in in the bedroom yeah you can speak okay (laughs) (laughs) the way you said irishness in the bedroom and my head just trailed off the fact that i just was uh, when you were just talking about being at home and I was just thinking about the great soup I had earlier. So <laughs> I kind of got distracted for a second. But Irishness in the bedroom, Jay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Try, 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 try to keep your head out of the soup, Kate. I know. We're doing oh, my sex. God. We're that's doing my, s- that's my do- boner. <laughs> we're doing a sex and dating podcast here. I know I, I, know I was getting horny for the motorway. Oh, I'm getting horny but, for the soup. But, <laughs> but we, we're trying to move into the, the actual uh, yeah. subject that we're talking about. God. Now, how do you feel about that topic? Um... That's fine. It's been a long... I have to rack my brain. It's been a long time for me since... What, you haven't... So any of your trips back, you've never been with anybody? Uh, I was k- kissing a friend, yeah. Uh, I well, just make it up, Katie. Just okay. fucking make and it up. And then I had this well, yeah. wild time in this bathroom. Just man. fucking <laughs> make it up. Uh, I didn't have any... No, I didn't... I, anytime I've been back, I haven't had like any one-night stands or whatever. The thing is, when, you, when I come back, my time with my friends is so precious that I actually don't like being distracted there's one guy who when I would come back all the time we would always kiss and stuff but never he has a girlfriend now so fuck him don't have him to kiss now this time around but uh but yeah I'd usually come back every time and kiss the same guy all right okay 
Yeah. So. Um, well, here's here. I'll you, just yeah. throw I'll just throw one out yeah, to fuck, get this party going. Thanks. We won't discuss the limitations of Katie's sexual experiences <laughs> in Ireland. <laughs> uh, one thing I always remember from the early days. Now I'm sure it's changed because uh, heating systems are a lot better. And I did do a routine about this, but it was based on reality, was that I always felt that Irish women were freezing a lot. Like when we'd come back to my place or their place, it was always a big thing that when, as they got more naked, that they had to be like under the covers. Now I know we can analyze this, but there was always this sense that they were quite cold. I, I find Ireland very cold. Yes. Even since I've come back, I can't get warm. I'm yes. like running around closing the doors and house and even in bed. I went to bed last two nights now with a hot water bottle and my dressing gown on. Uh, I, yeah, I definitely would have remembered being like under the duvet, under the sheets, keep it up there. Yes, right? Yeah, 100%. So that's definitely a thing. I mean, that is definitely like an Irish memory for me. And I'm the same as you. When I come back, I'm always shocked at how fucking cold the house is. And like, you have to crank the heat up. But like it has to be up for ages for the house to get warm, and that's you know that that's a that's an engineering thing. Irish houses definitely weren't built as well with insulation. There's something wrong with our walls, and if you leave a door open, the room's freezing in a second. Drafty, and then, yeah. And then I guess Irish parents they only want to put heat not in one room. <laughs> yeah. So that, that and that tied into all my a lot of my early routines were about the Irish obsession with heating and all that. Yeah. But but I I, I definitely think that. Actually, let's let's call a spade a spade. People always talk about like you know maybe Ireland's not as sexy. It's because the fucking most places are not fucking warm enough, especially in the winter. They're yeah. not fucking because the heating is so expensive here. You can't leave it like in America. The heating's on all fucking day. Like all the American places are. You know, Andrew Schultz has these great routines about how hot apartments get. Yeah. But when you're fucking getting naked, that's better. Like I, my apartment in New York is so hot. I'll walk around naked just because I have no choice because I literally can't <laughs> have a layer on because you know. And it's so it's just moisturization and nakedness is is an American apartment. Yeah, I probably thought that I was like more confident when I went to America, like to take my clothes off, like sexily in front of a guy. But now that you're saying it, I'm probably just, I was probably just warm. You're just warmer. <laughs> yeah. 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 This car has a feature on it, which is, uh, it, it, um, it, it protects against you veering across. So yeah. because I, I changed lanes there without indicating, it didn't turn off that sensor. So it was actually trying to. Did you notice that? I, f- I know. I physically it, it, felt the car. The car was, was the trying. Wind. The car was trying to throw me back. Uh, <laughs> onto that onto that lane so uh yeah so i that was the, uh, all the early memories of my because I, I lost my virginity when i was 14 but then i didn't have sex again until i was 18 yeah. the second time i had sex which i think i mentioned on the podcast before was the night that kurt cobain died but it was at a it was at the irish national youth parliament which was in kilkenny college so i have no recollection of how much heat there was in kilkenny college that night but uh, you know after particularly when i was in college in ucc um i just remember a lot of like cold like like having sex where like the duvet would start to sort of slip off you because you're getting into the groove and then you'd have to like pull the fucking duvet back on or if she was <laughs> if she was like on top she'd be like a fucking hunger striker you know she'd be like a dirty blanket protest you know you know that <laughs> that shot of fucking bobby sands oh with, the, with the blanket over him so she'd be fucking on top of me with the blanket over it's like fucking <laughs> that's so true i felt like smearing shit on the walls i mean maybe that's too much provisional ira uh imagery for for anybody but i reckon that's a good routine I, i'm gonna try that tonight on the show but uh but yeah it was very much like oh fucking you have to keep the duvet like you can't be on top of the guy without the fucking duvet on, on top of you you know i re- like literally as you're saying that i remember with my ex-boyfriend anytime getting on top 
pulling the sheet over and the covers over. So that's so true. Yeah. I, actually, my first time I had sex, we were in the bed and I just remember him being on top with the sheets right over us. So. Him, him being on top of the sheet over both of you? Over both of us, yeah. Yeah. Over his head, though? No, like, just up to our shoulders. But, yeah, now that you're saying that, that was in, like, my childhood bed. Oh, gosh, I was such a kid. Yeah, I lost my virginity in my childhood bed. Um, so, uh, yeah, and I, but but I have I have some further theories on this, right? Yeah. Uh, now, when I did these routines, I, I actually, funny you should mention a hot water bottle because I highly recommend anyone listening to go back, and it's on YouTube, my routine about... Uh, I, Irish women are always cold, but in the routine, I made a joke about um, the the girl like trying to get in the mood. She's like, "Have you got a hot water bottle?" And then you know, you have to move it. <laughs> I was doing like a Barry White voice. You know, it's like, "Have you got a hot?" I was like, "Yeah." You know, I, I turn on the kettle and I fill up the hot water bottle. You know, and then I did the the sound of you know the hot water bottles always had those ribs on them, so yeah. it was like. <laughs> and then, then I slowly move it around the bed. You know, because you can't just put it in one spot. You have to, you have oh, to move yeah. it around. So then you can get it. Oh, the bed, the hot water bottle makes the bed so warm. <laughs> but uh, I do, I do have a, a feeling that there's two things going on, and this can scientifically be total bullshit. Okay. But before shows, before I have gigs, particularly big gigs, particularly in the winter, I get very cold. Yeah. I can feel it in my body. And somebody had once told me, and I keep forgetting to look this up, that your body, with, with the nerves, you know, that's fight or flight. You know, that's adrenaline. Your body begins to conserve energy for the potential challenge ahead. You know, that's like, that's your, your body's preparing yeah. for uh, fight or flight, right? And so your body temperature drops because, you know, for that, because you're nervous. And I started to wonder, particularly because when I was young, you know, when I was 19, 20, 21, 22. Uh, now, honestly, a lot of the time I was with one girlfriend. But, you know, just before that and after that, I had a few experiences with Irish women. And I wonder, because they're more perhaps, particularly at that time, that generation, quite nervous about the fact that they're having sex, like a big deal, a lot of shame, that some of that coldness and that sense of I'm really cold. Because, like, the minute they would get naked, they would get cold i know obviously they're colder because they have no clothes on but it was a it was more coldness than you would expect yeah and i wonder sometimes was there a bit of that like the fight the flight that their body you know it was nerves yeah and that the nerve that you get cold when you're nervous yeah now i could be completely wrong and i really wish we had a doctor to discuss that but sometimes i wonder is that the case yeah that's one theory okay do you have another theory do you well yeah but do you do you think that in those early days did you used to get a bit nervous? Oh yeah, I had to drink a lot for really. Um, yeah. Like I've actually, I've had more, even though like I come across quite innocent or whatever. I have had a fair amount of sexual experiences in Ireland, but after I broke up with my boyfriend, a lot of them were drink related. So there's not a huge memory right. with them, <laughs> so I can't really talk about them. Um, no. I which and I wouldn't recommend for anyone. But I kind of I'd been in a really long relationship, and I was like, I want to be, I want to go out and like have fun, and I. I would actually feel safer doing that in Ireland for some weird reason, but um, but I would just drank too much to kind of get over that and try to be sexy and confident. But then actually, I, I when I once I moved to America, I was like, actually, yeah, it's not. Drink is I I I prefer having sex without drink. Right. So yeah. I, so that theory could be total bullshit. But, but I, mean, I do I, I do agree with you. Like the nerves. What? So my, my thing is I I don't remember being. But yeah, I I I, I think yeah, there'd be a lot of lot of nerves the first yeah. So that yeah that makes sense. Possibly. Yeah. Maybe, but I, my further theory, which 
I, I, I definitely stand by this, and Irish women can, can attack me on this if they want. Okay. Irish women, in my experience, have never been as comfortable being naked as other cultures that I have been with. Mm-hmm. I find that there's a, a, a you know, that, that straight away in the nakedness, there wasn't a sense of wanting to be seen that much. Well, just to even like agree with your point in a way, um, and I don't know, things might have changed, but I never had my Irish girlfriends completely undressed in front of me the way I have my American girlfriends. Like, you'd just go over and their clothes would be off or they'd be sending you naked photos of themselves, like, how's this? Which I haven't actually had with my Irish friends. There's a bit more of modesty there. A bit more modesty with Irish women. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah, whereas not the, as my American friends, like, you know, they'd be going in to get changed and be like, come on into the room, and then they'd be talking for a while while, like, they're you know they're completely naked and they don't really care or they'd send a nude photo of themselves being like do you think that it looked good to send to himself and it's it's a little but then so i don't know if the, maybe things have changed since i've been gone but i never had that with my irish girlfriends they would you wouldn't just be stripping in front of each other you'd you would go to the loo together though we always went to the loo together but that was always with a few drinks in you so it's different yeah, I mean, I think I definitely think that there wasn't as much comfortable with the uh, comfortability with the nakedness, which is fair enough to a certain degree because it's always so fucking cold. It's just the same not natural state of just <laughs> being naked. But I, I, I in a, a, a different routine, which actually just I'm just remembering that I stopped doing, which I need to fucking start doing again, was in Ireland. You definitely and I, I think this is maybe just a woman thing, but for me, it's like an Irish woman thing more. Is this thing of like so you can have like the dirtiest fucking sex like filthy fucking just like fucking like awesome sex but then afterwards if they're going to the bathroom they'll like take the sheet or grab a towel and wrap it around them yeah. like they won't go to the bathroom walk and it's like what, what what are you doing and it's like well i don't want you to see me naked <laughs> well the joke i say in the show is well i've just been fucking i've just been fucking going down it up inside you like a fucking coal miner let me turn off my fucking yeah. let me turn off my helmet light so you can fucking get some privacy you know so it's just funny how the during sex and everything it's it's obviously you're you're in the, the moment and you're not thinking about being seen but this sense of somebody seeing you naked yeah but I've, I've had guys do that i've actually noticed that with a, a lot of sexual i was gonna say sexual partners but i mean like a lot of guys that i've been with that have after sex like looked for a towel or looked oh, really? quickly put on their boxers but I have dated a few insecure guys but I remember being like what are you doing like um, well because they don't want to see the, them walking flaccidly to the toilet yeah 100% yes. yeah and yeah. that's because it's been notable enough that I've like been like okay this is a trend now what is going on oh interesting yeah so really it's more of a human being thing of not wanting to be yeah. Just that sense of suddenly you feel like you're being watched. Yeah, like I guess it's a and it and it was people that let's say if I go over the guys, you know, one of them is from one of them was Irish, uh, one of them is from a, it's a kind of similar culture, and then the other one was an was an Irish American Catholic. So there's the three uh, guys. the fucking so Catholics. I, I think you're, I think even you were saying on the last episode, like talking about shame, but I think that is a little bit like a body shame or whatever. You're like insecure. Yeah, insecure. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm trying to think. The couple of American just normal. Uh, yeah, not that they're not normal, but I'm. Yeah, it was a lot of lads. That yeah. You know, what you were saying about the heat. I was just thinking this about the coldness here yeah I heard that the couples who are colder like who don't have the as good heating cuddle at night so they have like a better intimacy so do you think maybe I don't know 
So do you think maybe Irish couples co- cozy up a bit more? I, I have no... I, 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 I don't... <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's a good thing. Maybe that's maybe, why we're so monogamous. Where, where did you see... Because we're cold. Where, where, who says the Irish are so monogamous? Oh, Who I the fuck? Know. Wait, where'd you get that from? <laughs> <laughs> Oops. I think we aren't majority monogamous though, aren't we? Well, I, I think I think most people accept yeah. that as, as the ideal. I, I didn't get a lot of feedback to the... Monogamy? Nah, She was funny when she was talking. I was like, wow. Like, and she was saying, like, she doesn't experience jealousy. Like, I, I personally couldn't do it because... Um, well, the thing... Because with, with me, I don't even, like... When I'm out with my friends or whatever, like, the idea of going home with... Like, let's say when I was in France, there was this really cute guy. Oh, and he was only 23. Look at me. So... So you, you, you what I happened ki- with this guy? Oh, I just kissed him, but like I guess he was kind of like suggesting for me to come back. But in my head, I was like, I, I'd actually have more crack like with my cousins who I don't get to see. So I was just like, I just kissed him. I was like, I'll see you later, and I went back to the hotel room with my cousins. But like, so if I were to be, I don't think I'd, there'd be no point in me being in a non-monogamous relationship because I have, find more enjoyment out of being having sex with a partner than going off. Like that's not a trill for me. So I guess it really depends on each person. Yeah, but that's just one scenario. Yeah. Oh. You know, because the truth of the matter is, you're not always going to be with your cousins. True. Yeah. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> they weren't there. You're, 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 you're making an assumption that you're <laughs> that's that there's true. always going to be some <laughs> alternative that's preferable to you. Yeah, there that's there true. may be a time where <laughs> the other alternative is hanging out with a bunch of people that you don't like, and you could go home with fucking Pierre, the 23 yeah. year old, and yeah. fucking get fucked and have a croissant. And a cro- I love croissants. Yeah, he told me I look 23, and I was like, okay, you'll do. <laughs> oh, oh, did you tell him your age? Yeah, yeah, and he was like. Well, I'm nearly 24. And I was like, Ooh. oh my God, he's 23 and a half. That's, it's hard to get horny. It's hard to get horny when he's like, I'm 23 and a half. <laughs> I'm 23 and three quarters. <laughs> well, Vincent, what is it? Uh, Vincent, I actually don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I, actually, I don't speak. Uh, I don't know, but honestly, so this is so interesting to me. I had a French man who came up and approached me on the street or like I was in the Louvre. I can't know how to pronounce that. The and Louvre? This, the Louvre. <laughs> <laughs> and this French guy came up and approached me and like it didn't feel creepy but I think the accent is just so sexy to me that I was like okay like I just felt complimented so you made out with him I made out with the 23 year old yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and how, how, you know well, any any just normal make out yeah that was it that you didn't feel anything specifically French I mean it is their their way of kissing no it was great it was a good <laughs> kiss I enjoyed it went home what were you like outside the bar or something outside the bar yeah Making out like a fucking teenager? Yeah, it was Getting great. the shift. You were literally getting I the shift. I was literally getting the shift. His friends started wooing, and then one of them slapped him on theirs. And I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> and it was fun. God, I had, a, I had a great time in Paris. I never get to usually... I'm usually too tired to go out and party, but I definitely partied there. You definitely partied there? Yeah, two of the nights. Like, my cousin, one of them, like, she's just so much fun it's kind of hard not to kind of follow her buzz she can drink a lot but like in a good way like she's just good crack so like after the shows we went out both nights and it was yeah it was great she's made friends with everybody we had french guys buying us drinks left right and center Uh, (laughs) that's great that's a that's a quality fucking a selective equality that's great (laughs) i'm in it hey i did some kissing so he got some tongue in. oh he he paid for the drinks the 23 year old his boss did so there was so my cousin she forgot her um her credit card and i was like just don't worry about it i've got cash on me and she never asked me for a drink and at one stage i was like i know she's in like a serious relationship so she wasn't being like 
flirty with these girls or anything. We just were hanging around with them. But the boss, she kept going to the boss. Now, go on now, buy us all drinks. So he just kept um, buying us shots and buying us drinks. They were on a work party. And you'd swear the two of them were like best friends by the way she was going on. But she's great. Sure, they were happy to have like a bit of company as well. So ah, sure, fucking happy days. The Irish are the best at the crack. Yeah, they were like they were all taking photos with us, and they were like uh, they were happy to practice their English as well. Their English was great, but they were like talking to us like in English, trying to practice and stuff. So yeah, that's not hot. He's not going to have the right language if you went home with him anyway. So you're better off just having the crack with your cousins. Yeah. Here's a here's a, here's a distinctly Irish thing, right? Which this is definitely something I've noticed about getting older, and and you know, because I'm a single guy, I don't have to fucking apologize for this. But like, there have been times recently uh, where I've I've clearly like connected with somebody, but it's obvious that you know we're out, you know we're all out. So I'm just gonna want to get her phone number or whatever her Instagram, and meet up with her in the future. I'm not gonna fucking hang out all night waiting to see if we can take this party back somewhere else but do you find that in in this is not really an irish thing this is more just like do you do you think that uh if you've connected with a guy and you you might want to like you know do something else with him do you think it's better to just stay with the herd and either make him wait or just not worry about it at all or if you really feel the connection it, it's you should just go Oh, I mean, so this is a toughie because sometimes you're not sure about safety and stuff like this. But let's let's just put it into the context of familiarity, or maybe even it's like the second or third time you've hung out and you have been thinking about sleeping with him. It just so happens to be you're in a social scenario, and you know he. I'm just, I'm just basically trying to take the fear factor out of it. Yeah. Let's just put it into a safety hypothetical, a hypothetical of a safe scenario, you know. And, and did you ever sort of deliberately think I'll, I'll make him wait? Um, if I've wanted something more from them, I've made them wait. But no, I've gone home with. I have had I had a scenario like that before I left to New York, and I went home with him. You, you had a scenario before you left New York. To to New York, few, five years ago. Oh right, okay. And I went home with him. He's like, but he's in the friend group, you know. So. But did you make him wait? No, no, no. You just said, let's get out of here? It was like 2 a.m. and the bars were done and I was Oh, like, so you did make him wait. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant make him wait a couple of, couple of days. No, like, no, sorry. I just... Because basically, oh, no, now yeah. that I'm older, I just... I just I'm not going to... I'm not going to wait. Oh, you understand? No, yeah. I'm like very much like if I'm out with my friends, like I hate missing out on the crack. So... Yes. I'll be like... I'd rather when that's... All, yeah, I'd rather go home with them later. But then that's... But not, you, you want them to wait though, right? Yeah. It's that bad. Or give me no, the... No, oh, no, I'm just curious. Or, I'm, give, or be like, I'll hang I'm, out with you tomorrow. I'm curious of the female mindset on that. But I'm not a good gauge because I don't drink, so I'm always fucking dying to get out of there. Yeah. So, like, for me, it's like, this night could get so much better if we just left and even just went to a diner. Like, I literally don't even need to yeah. be having the crack. It would just be so much more fun for me to go and fucking just go somewhere else. But, yeah, I really think it... Because I'm trying to think even that person at the time would have been happy just having the crack with all our friends as well. So that worked out perfectly for us. But I'm trying to think if it was someone and they were like, let's go. Yeah, I guess it really depends on the and how you're vibing that night. Because sometimes I go out and I'm like, oh, I'm fucking fed up now. I just, I'd rather leave. So Yes, okay, yeah. And do you think, when you talk to women, like, do you think that women always say, like, make them wait? Or I, I know it's usually not a conscious decision, but... I find that sometimes when women go out, we go out with another woman and you never want to leave them yeah, behind. Yeah, you don't want to leave the, the There's herd. There's a lot of, like... 
oh, you left or, you know, we went together. So you're kind of need to make sure. Pack etiquette. And squad I, etiquette. I find squad etiquette more in Ireland than I did in... Oh, you do find squad etiquette. She oh, said, so that's basically 100%. what I'm getting to. Because I think that there's more squad etiquette in Ireland. Oh, 100%. Like, I never... As soon as I went to New York, it's everyone five your own. I could be out with the girls and they could all be gone. And that'd be it. They'd just go home or they'd go off with some guy. And, and it'd be grand. Like, there'd be no... It wouldn't be, yeah. but I think there's more like at ho- uh, here where you're like, okay, make sure we better make sure. Uh, I can't think of an Irish name that nobody knows, but like Deirdre, we better make sure that Deirdre gets home first. So I don't want to leave her. Or, yes, like, we had a, pla- a we had planned a night out, and I should be really having having the fun with her. I can't really ditch her. Whereas it's very because as well, even in New York, people are doing their shit. They might not turn up until like 11 p.m. or yeah, there's no yeah. I had that. I remember. I mean, I've had that so many times in my life, you know. But uh, this is long time ago. Like I guess back when I first got well known here, uh, I was in Killarney. Killarney is just fucking great. Like I mean, I I just I've had so many good fucking nights in Killarney in my life. But anyway, we were out myself and my buddy. I remember there was a few of us down with me. I was doing the the INEC, and. Uh, I met this girl, we were out, I met this girl, we were getting on great, we were like, you know, fooling around, shifting on the dance floor, and it was, you know, it was on, it was nothing like, there was no, nothing sinister, you know? Yeah. And, uh, she, she fucking leaves with me, you know, she wants to come back to the hotel. Yeah. Her fucking friends ran after her, and they were literally pulling her out of my car. Like, pulling her out of my car. Like, oh my God. don't get out of that car. Get out of that car, Sarah. I mean, I have no idea what her name is. Sarah, you're not going home with him. Get out of that car. Yeah. And she was just turning to me saying, They're just, never mind them. They're just jealous. They're just jealous. They don't want me going home with you. They'd prefer to be going home with you themselves. <laughs> <laughs> but they're, so, you know, whether that's true or not, I don't know. But, you know, they're doing it under the auspices of, don't be such a dirty you can't go home you know yeah, protecting you'll, you'll regret it sort of yeah but you know who knows but anyway I've, I've, I've experienced a lot of the, the squad etiquette the only good thing I will or sorry the, not the only but there is one good benefit to the squad etiquette is I actually feel I probably get drunker when I come home to Ireland or when I'm with my Irish friends because I'm like one of them will carry me home <laughs> whereas I'm much more responsible in New York because Nobody will, they'll just leave me to die on the street. That's, yeah. Well, th- I have that joke too. You know? Okay, really? Yeah. Well, I have the joke about, you know, when I was younger, American girls wouldn't give out their number because they're worried about you turning out to be a serial killer. Oh. Whereas in Ireland, everyone gives out their number because you're not worried about that. In Ireland, you're more worried about finding out six weeks later you're related. Yeah, you know, because yeah. everyone knows everybody. I think I've done that joke in the podcast. But anyway, uh, there is definitely, I think there's more squad etiquette here. But there's, as we've talked about before, there is more of the the word will get around vibe of if they let you go back then everybody will be like did you hear that Sarah went back with this bishop you know yeah. so there's also per- perhaps quote yeah, unquote so protecting funny. against your reputation and it's so the opposite in New York City because if you let's say like um, being like a seller comedian went off with one of my friends and let's say he's had sex the girls wouldn't be like, oh, did you hear she went off with Des? But they'd be like, oh, she got a seller comic. Well yes. done. Yeah, high five. <laughs> it's very different. That's so funny. I'm always torn between but the I two. don't know if that's true, by the way. Like, sorry, I, I, I don't know if, uh, if if one of the reasons is a concern about reputation. Oh, yeah. And like it, might, no, it might be just more as well that sometimes, like I've had times where when I came out of my serious relationship where I tried to be more promiscuous and I really regretted it the next day and I felt sad and I kind of because I had been drunk and I probably was just sad because it was coming off the alcohol it probably had nothing to do with sex 
Um, and then, so sometimes if your girls see that, they're like, oh, we know she's going to regret it and they're just trying to protect you. Um, but Yes, which is fair enough and maybe true, you know? Yeah. like Maybe I, true, you know? I, but then, I, you know, it's so hard to know because the dynamics of that are so difficult because it's like on one level you're okay with it, but then your friends make you feel bad. I mean, I often think if if people thought that nobody else was going to know, their morals would be very different, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I guess... You know, you have to ask how, how much of your morality being tied into other people's judgment is good and how much of it is bad. Because, you know, I think some of that can be healthy, yeah. you know, a concern about other people's thoughts about it. And then some of it can be unhealthy. Yeah. It's hard to know what the... I think as well, if anybody ever, like, what I learned as well is if anybody ever wakes up feeling shame the next day after maybe like a one night stand or something, it might actually just be feeling shit because you drank so much. Like alcohol is seri- oh, interesting. Is, is serious depressant. And like, I think if I went out and had sex now and I only had two drinks, I wouldn't feel guilty at all the next day. But I felt really guilty when I was younger and I had a few encounters, but it's probably just because I drank the whole bar dry and couldn't stop drinking. <laughs> Bloody shot to Jaeger. Oh my God. Hi, how you doing? We are just stopped Portlish. to oh, pay the, the toll on the M7. 190 euro. Thank you, uh, Thank you so much. She's probably uh, like, what is that weirdo doing into the... Um, so, you know, that was just a bit of admin there. Um, but, yeah, so that's... Take it away, Katie. I'm distracted for a second. Take it away. Come that's on. okay. I was thinking about that, though. That the Oh, you know what, as well? We're not going to talk about it now, but Des recommended me to read this book, and I read part of it. But one thing she, they say in it about how... Uh, shame is just like usually once you say whatever you're sh- shameful of out loud it kind of takes the power away as well so I just think once you're just like yeah I had sex them I don't care then people are like oh okay <laughs> but when you're like oh I feel bad then people are like yeah you should feel bad does that make sense? it does actually funnily enough because I posted about shame and guilt on the Instagram oh did you Uh, and then a lot of people recommended I listen to this TED talk oh yeah the name has gone out of my head but I listened to them both about shame and uh, and vulnerability you know and the fear of vulnerability and uh, we're definitely gonna have to do an episode on that I I, I, her name has just gone out of my head temporarily but I did listen to them and uh, perhaps when when we do the intro outro to this app uh, at the end of the app I'll tell people to listen to it in case they don't know I think a lot of people do know because I got a lot of messages but if you haven't they're very good I yeah it's not it's not Esther Perel no No, it's not Esther Perel no no I haven't it's uh it's somebody else make sure that's still going yeah it's 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 about uh it's about shame yeah Yeah, I think shame is really interesting because Kate you and Kate brought it up and then I was reading that book by Liz Blank and she brought brings it up a lot and people she spoke to brought it up a lot and it seems to be just like the root of oh yeah it's driving so much much. essentially it's it's the fucking stink hanging in the air of every episode of this podcast. Yeah. The smell of fucking shame hangs around all of us. Once I... And, yeah, I, I still feel shame about certain stuff as well. So, but uh, the older I get and the more that I just try to get over, like, especially with sexual shame or whatever, like, the you know, the ma- like, masturbating when you first do it as a woman, I felt loads of shame. But then you just start to enjoy it and you're like, fuck it. Exactly. This is great. I gotta find my routine about Irish women fucking touching themselves. It's on Desfunctional. I actually contacted the guy yesterday to get the playouts of all my specials, but the masters are somewhere else. It's more complicated than I thought, but yeah. I have to get that routine because, you know, 
it seems like this is like a fresh topic that I'm concerned about only recently doing the shift, but actually that was on dysfunctional. I mean, that's been on RTE because I remember at the time when it came out on RTE, I guess people were tweeting at me then. It was the, the days of me really worrying about Twitter. Uh, a lot of people were like, oh, totes aux, uh, watching Des Bishop talk about masturbation, you know, with my mom or whatever. But yeah. I have, I had a routine because at that time the routine was based around the fact that Irish women never admit that they masturbate. Uh, which I think we talked about a bit early on in the, in the, in the podcast, but that, yeah. that is, I, I don't think we need to repeat that, but that was definitely another uh, specifically Irish thing. And it is funny as well, I was thinking about this too, I'm kind of links into that, but just let's say my uncle was saying that he by accident played a clip of, um, of, or he didn't by accident, he played a clip of me, but obviously like, I don't know, I guess I was talking about balls or masturbating or something, or maybe, I think it was, oh, actually I think it was a clip from the podcast. And he was, I don't know if he was saying, it was, I guess my grandparents were there and he was like oh it was really uncomfortable so I quickly turned it off but isn't that so funny that it's just like talking about sex is so uncomfortable talking about sex is very uncomfortable like for it's a lot very of uncomfortable people. for him to hear him worrying about my grandparents here and, and they wrote deaf so they were like what um, so it was grand but I was like and I was like to him oh sure it's grand like I actually really glad about what we're talking about and he was just like laughing away but I was thinking then it's so funny because it's like yeah, they're so uncomfortable hearing someone someone they're related to talking about it. Well, of course. I mean, it's guaranteed that yeah. your uncle is going to be uncomfortable. Listen. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I think some of that is understandable. And then some of that is you, you're allowed to ask the question, why is it that sex makes us so uncomfortable? You know, yeah. that's a that's a that's a big that's a that, that'll drive a whole year of podcasts really, <laughs> yeah. trying to trying to figure out that. But, you know, we've talked a fair bit about where that that shame is coming from. I mean, we, we can get on. Uh, I really would like to get on like. A, a shame expert you know someone that deals a lot with people because this this ted talk which i wish i could fucking remember it she focused on shame and she got into the 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 feeling of you know people are afraid to be vulnerable but vulnerability vulnerable you know because they're afraid of you know you know whatever they're afraid of you know afraid of uh being hurt afraid of people finding out who they really are you know that's a big yeah. drive for a lot of people's you know i don't want to be found out for the thing that i think that i am you know yeah uh, and she talks about uh you know how much shame drives that that fear uh and uh so i can't even what was the point that i was making there um i can't remember it doesn't it doesn't really matter yeah. i give myself a break because we are about to turn off onto the m8 um cork and i was also trying to navigate the road while thinking about what the hell her name is and uh i forgot why i why i brought up that particular thing but i oh sorry but anyway i'd like to get a shame expert on oh now i know what i was saying okay she interviewed uh, what drew her, her original because she's a researcher her original bit of research was to look at shame and the origins of shame so she just talked to a lot of people about shame and a lot of it was sexual abuse physical abuse uh you know behavior drug addiction all these things that were driving people shame and uh, so I would love to talk to uh, a shame expert on the podcast to talk about, you know, various bits of the origins of shame, what's better nowadays, what's worse nowadays, uh, and, you know, just healthy ways for you to, to, to tackle your own shame, really, you know, or, or to certainly get liberation from it driving you, you know? Yeah. That's great. That would be amazing. Yeah, but we need to, you know, you, I got to remember the name of this bloody podcast and then we can, we can talk about it a bit more. But I don't want to get too heavy on this app. No, no, I wanted, but you were, I wanted to keep it light, you let's know? Keep, let's keep it light. Um, I, I, you know, other I, Irish sexual... Well, you know, just I was thinking of just 
distinctly funny ones. I mean, I mean, I definitely. Oh, you know what? What? Okay, so I guess. Well, I, I don't know if this is just Irish, but like when you have like, you know, I'm thinking of my second boyfriend. I was like 18, and I still have a scar from when I was like we snuck out in the back garden, and I was trying to give him <laughs> um, a hand job, but I fell. Um, is that what we call it? Like wanking or whatever? A hand job. A hand job, okay. You wank him off. And I fell. Uh, I Give him a fucking tug. I was, um, you know, in the back gardens. This is definitely only Irish back gardens, actually. And they have like that square drain part. I don't know what it is. But I was standing on that and he was above and it went below me and I fell into the, into the, beneath the ground and on the way down ripped my leg and I still have a wanking scar from it. You have a scar from trying to give a guy yeah. a fucking hand job? Like on the sly in the back garden. <laughs> because you don't have anywhere to go. You don't live anywhere so you're trying to do it wherever you can. Hey, Katie, let's... Uh, well, I guess that would definitely make my grandparents very uncomfortable to hear that. <laughs> that, 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 that scar is due to fucking wanking somebody off? But it was a boyfriend so, you know... Uh, I don't know why that's like that makes it better. It's all right. <laughs> so, so, sorry. What was the? Uh, how, how did you end up falling in the hole? What was the hole again? What are those drains in the back of the garden? You know they have them, and it's a uh, like a metal grate. Oh, I don't know. How, I can't think of the word for it. But it it was it was just it was always in it was in all of our back gardens in Eastlope. So just a little drain. Yeah, it was like a yeah, I guess so. And I just went through it. That was it. Oh, the drain gave it, out on it you. It gave out underneath me. Yeah. Oh my god. And he was standing there. I was like gone, holding on to his. That's the penis. Lord. Yeah. That's the Lord. So you're holding on to his penis <laughs> no, like be, like, be, like like fucking like Indiana Jones, like holding on. No, but should if I had the time I went down, I was like face facing his penis. So if it was the Lord, he was going, "Come on now, up your game." Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Enough with the hand jobs now. I can get. Wow, that's so funny. How old were you then? Uh, 18, yeah. So what'd 18. you do then after? We just laughed our heads off. Like so you I didn't, was, you didn't again, get them off? Uh, what, you had to do, get fucking hydrogen peroxide to rub on your wound? Yeah, we had to go inside and I'd ripped my jeans and everybody oh, was laughing Jesus. at us. Jesus, and you still hadn't blown your load. No. This car is so weird the way you have to indicate. I mean, that's fair enough. I should be indicating, but um, it literally throws you back into the lane. Because it's a rental, by the way. Yeah. For those that are wondering. It's not my car. It's a rental car. It's nice. It's nice being back in Ireland. Um, it's just going to sound so silly what I'm about to say, and it's not about dating or whatever, but uh, just being in the loos because we have uh, windows in the loos, all of the toilets. And in Paris, they're all under, and most of them are underground. They've no um, windows, and I got trapped in one mid-show. Right. So it just, yeah, just when I was back in Ireland, I was really appreciative of all the places here have windows in the loos, and I just, it just made me really happy to be home. Wow, it's definitely Anxiety Tuesday. I know, <laughs> it was awful. I was trapped in there. It was mid-show, so I couldn't like scream, and it was like in a basement, and I like. Oh my god. The handle, the handle came off. I started to have like a panic attack. Also, as well, this is sharing too much informa- information, but like, I. I'm definitely allergic to some sort of cream or dairy or something. I am now. I know this because I had risotto and I was like, like, really sick and it, but not from my mouth. <laughs> and, you had diarrhea. Yeah, and I got stuck in the loo. So I really, I started. You and were was stuck no, with your own diarrhea. There was no fucking signal, so I couldn't text anybody because I, obviously I would text the girls to try and get me out. But then I, I was afraid to actually have someone come save me because it smelled bad. But then I was like. <laughs> I was like, am I going to die here in my own smell in a loo in the basement in France? <laughs> but 
eventually I just knocked on the door and kept saying help and then a guy came in and he was like I'll come help you but then I got so panicked about them coming in and smelling it that I ripped the handle off the wall pulled out the thing that was broken put the handle back on got myself out and got out in time wow yep so I was smell saved so there you go there you go dairy intolerance is is a thing Des was messing with me earlier about my soy milk. I wasn't. I wasn't. I was. I. I. I wasn't. Actually, I have no problem. I. I. I'm. I'm. I'm partial to an old oat milk latte myself. You are. In fairness to you, you always have oat milk. But in I've had a few normal Irish lattes. I'll tell you something now. Lad, the milk is fucking better here. That's a fact. I mean, the yeah. minute I had that fucking shit in my mouth, it was like having dessert. Yeah, that's so the thing. Smooth. I do think the milk is different. Well, here. the milk is better here. Come on. But that was France milk and cream. So. And you got sick. Oh yeah, but the risotto was well worth it. And then my cousin was like, because she was like, I heard you knocking from the show, but I was trying to be quiet. Like, but uh, why didn't she open the door? She didn't know it was me. She just thought it was like a random knock on the pipe or something. And then I told her when I came out, and she was like, So wait, you ate that big meal, and then you shit it all out. And I said, Yeah. And I go, It's awful, isn't it? She goes, No, that's brilliant. You're so lucky. Oh, I wish that I'd be so skinny. I was like, You are fucking skinny, but also no, (laughs) nobody wants that. Well, that's great that you survived, Katie. I did. Now, you want me to... How much time is on the clock there? Um, 44 minutes. 44 minutes. Do you have any other funny Well, I, I'm going to tell you an Irish... I'm going to tell you what I would consider, in terms of all the different factors, what I would consider one of my most uh, deeply Irish sexual experiences. And I'm not going to give a, a time on it. Because I don't want anyone to try to figure out who it is. Okay. But I once licked out the Rose of Tralee in an alleyway in Cork. Oh my God. <laughs> That's amazing. Good for you. Good and for I, her. Long t- I, 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 I'm, 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 you'd be trying to narrow it down from fucking about 26 fucking Roses <laughs> of Tralee. Uh, that made me lick Mary, the Rose of Tralee. Uh, in, an so, a, in an alleyway How did you, was well, she actually, the, I'll tell you exactly where it was it was um, the alleyway between the old church and the and the, peop, the peace park off between the Grand Parade and um, South Main Street so okay. for people that know Cork it's that park which I, I think they I think they call the peace park Bishop Lucy Park I think is the official name um, Bishop fucking loose that day <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway uh it was down that it was late at night obviously nobody around there there's a there's a there's a cut through there uh next to the park and next to that old church which is actually now part of the triscoll art center but wasn't at the time and um we you know whatever we met somewhere can't remember where and uh we were just having a little shift down the side alley and she wasn't coming back and i wasn't going to her place but it did escalate into uh into a a, a side alley uh lick out not, yeah. not that licking out, you know. Well, she obviously didn't care about I the went, cold. I went down on her. Well, it could have been the summer now. Oh. You're, 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 this you're, is why you're, skirts are great. Well, this was definitely a skirt situation, <laughs> and it was a it was a sexy situation, and you know, I'm I'm not as I said, I'm not I'm not putting a I'm not putting a time on it, but in terms of the fact that it was the Rose of Chile, it was in Cork, and it was a dirty side alley. I put that down as my most Irish sexual experience ever. Okay. Oh, because so of the most Rosa- Irish sexual experience. Wow. Well, I mean, it's more just the Rosa Tralee part, really. When you add that into it, then it's just like, I went down on one of the lovely girls. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah. That's great. Have you ever had a guy go down in your, outside? Uh, yeah, in the woods. Oh, in the woods. Yeah, I've also oh. had sex in the woods. I think everybody who grew up in Leeslop has done something sexual in the woods. Yes. I love, I, I'm a fan of uh, sex outside, you know? Yeah. I think that's it's great. That's just, you know... It's exciting, you know? Yeah, it's also like when you're living at home, you're like, oh, next best place, the woods. Yeah. I had sex in the Hill of Tara. Oh! Before the M3, you know? Yeah. Before the fucking M3 came and took our, our Celtic heritage and dug it up so we could get to Navin quicker. Uh, I had sex in the Hill of Tara. Before nightfall, too, but the, the tourists were far enough away that we, had, we snuck one in. Wow. We snuck one in. Oh, I've had sex at the back of a car uh, in Erin Road, Erin uh, train station. I feel like that's very Which Irish. Which one? Leaslip. <laughs> in the, in the Leaslip station? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Down, so anyone who knows, it's uh, Comfy, not uh, Louisa Bridge, but down by Comfy, there's like, there is a literally a part that you can drive down that's right beside, but it's definitely... It's definitely for fucking, cause like, why else? There's just this part you just drive down, and there's no end to it. So everybody goes there in their car, has a bit of sex with their, you know. That was with the same boyfriend who I got the scar from. All oh, right, yeah. Yeah, he was nice, lad. I'm trying to think of all the good outside places I've had sex. I had sex in the ocean in the near Parachi in Brazil. Wow. But we were in the ocean while people were on the beach. You know, we were in the ocean while people were on the beach. But obviously, we were far enough out. And it just looked like, you know, we were just trying to give it the old, um, you know, hugging, you know. Yeah. Because you can't see what's going on underneath. I've never had ocean sex. It's not great because the water, it's not, you know, it yeah. wasn't ideal. We didn't stay at it too long. It gets quite, uh, the friction builds up pretty fast because the, the, the yeah. water fucks up the, the, uh, the secretion. I don't feel comfortable being in the ocean, never mind having sex. Like, I like just put, going up to my knees, and I love looking in. I would love to live by the ocean, but I don't actually like being in the ocean. Oh, yeah. so. well, I've had sex. I mean, I've had sex on the beach numerous times, various different beaches. It is always always fun. Uh, but I'm still a, I'm still of the opinion that you're better off doing it sort of like a standing up. Yeah. Behind her situation is the, is the preferable beach scenario. Yeah. But I, 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 can, I, can, I can name numerous beaches around the world where I've... Where I've had sex. I'm trying to think of good Irish outside places. I mean, I, 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 there's been various country roads in Ireland where I've snuck. I, I remember having sex once in the back of uh, back of my Lexus, in the, the car park of, um, like just out in the Swords, like Swords yeah. Industrial Business Park. Is just in one of those car parks there at like 7 p.m. What were you gonna say? I ha I didn't have sex, but I did do stuff uh, with my boyfriend in oxygen. Oh yeah. yeah. So that's like I just feel like well, I remember I remember even being like I gave I think I gave him a hand job and I remember being like I'm not blowing you. You've been three days out in the wild. Oh right, <laughs> the dirtiness of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I had sex in the trees at the electric picnic. Oh. A hundred percent had sex in the trees at the electric picnic. Oh yeah, uh, that was great. Oh, I've never been to the electric picnic. Oh. Oxygen was killed like two years or three years after I went. Yes. Yeah. The oxygen was well. It got a bit young and a bit wild. Yeah. Oxygen. Yeah, so I've, I've I've had sex, definitely had sex at the electric picnic. Uh, I'm trying to think of other great. Uh, I can't think of other any other great Irish outside spots. I've said it on the podcast before, but I did have sex with my first boyfriend in Abracadabra bathrooms. So. Abracadabra. Abracadabra. I feel and every like every time you tell that, I correct you. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> You've told it now at least three times. I've corrected you on the abracababra pronunciation. Abracababra. Yeah. It makes me want, even though I don't think they sell kebabs, it makes me want a kebab when I say it. Um. I had sex in the bathroom of the Royal Victorian Albert Museum. Oh. In London. In London. Yeah. Handicapped toilet, though. I felt guilty. Oh, yeah, I would too. Was that guilt or shame? I was uh, guilt. Oh, guilt. I was guilt. <laughs> oh, yeah. I uh, can't even wee in a handicapped toilet. Yeah. Um. Um, I've had a few. I, I, yeah. I, I mean, I've had it. I've definitely in the car. I've, I've, I've been in, in, in numerous locations around Ireland. I can't think of any. Uh, I can't think of any any other good ones off the top of my head. Nothing better than the fucking laneway in Cork and the fucking Rolls Trillion turning out right now. Like, yeah. You know, since we're heading down to Cork, great celebration. No. I love Cork. Do you, you can't think of any other. Uh, distinctly Irish uh see I was lucky enough because I moved out when I was 18 and I had no uh, no no not not outside any other distinctly Irish okay uh, let's see distinctly Irish uh distinctly Irish moment I'll tell you what of my generation you want to know this is like a my generation thing taking off a fucking pair of Doc Martens can really ruin the flow of a fucking (laughs) sexual experience that's our generation now as well because they're back I'm literally wearing a type of Doc Martens right now oh right they're like a fucking hiking boot (laughs) they're cool Katie you look like you're an organic farmer they're cool (laughs) gonna rock them at Cypress Ave tonight Um, 60 euro delighted yeah taking off a pair of Doc Martens would really (laughs) fucking ruin the flow but then I also remember in the Sir Henry's days you fucking, you know, the big long fucking, the big long boots. They, they were fucking. Actually, the big long boots sometimes it would, you'd get quite busy before the boots would come off, and actually they could be quite sore. You know. <laughs> but skinny jeans, like I know now even. Oh like, yeah, skinny jeans oh, can be a fucking geez, pain. Just trying to peel them off your legs, and then there's that big mark. Because I've got, I'm sorry, skinny jeans are not made for Irish legs. No, I don't. None of us have scrawny legs, and they're made for some of these stores, especially in America. They're all made for scrawny legs. I'm peeling them off me. I have a big line up the middle of my leg but anyway yeah it takes a while and then the guy is trying to shove them off you as well <laughs> yeah it's, it's very hard but i always think that people get too like people get too worried about the lack of fluidity and the lack yeah. of grace yeah. when it like it's like listen the clothes have to come off i you know there's no way i i think people should like because yeah. i think sometimes people think it's sexier if he's taking off your clothes and you're taking off yeah. his whereas i just think sometimes like you get to a certain stage like let's just get the clothes off yeah, yeah let's yeah. get them off because this isn't gonna this isn't gonna flow well I love when, you know, something happens that you can kind of laugh and then, yeah. like, instead of being embarrassed, if you just laugh about it, then it, like, makes it easier because it's always going to be a bit... Yeah, because there's always one leg of the fucking skinny jeans that won't come off yeah. and then you're sort of standing on the... You know, you're trying to lift up the leg and it's awkward. <laughs> Do you know what I think is mainly... Okay, now, I love Irish lads, so don't take this as an offence because I do miss you when I'm in America, but I never... No, no American man has kept their socks on during sex, but I've had, I, I always just thought guys always wore their socks in bed. But I've had a lot of Irish guys before I move over would just leave their socks on. It wouldn't occur to them to take it off. Really? Yeah. But that might have been just the ones who had sex with me. I don't know. Well, it's because the room is so fucking cold, you know. Because yeah, their feet are sticking out. That's it. Because that's listen, it. that's definitely that's definitely an Irish an experience you have more in Ireland than in America, and that's down to the heat too. Is that feeling of a sexy moment ruined by the fucking icicle feet hitting your fucking yeah. leg. You know, like a part of their foot hitting a part of your body. You're like, fuck! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your hands are so cold. That's one thing I miss, man, being fucking young. You know, when you used to be like fooling around outside a club, is like the, the fucking, like the icicle hands on your skin, you know? And it's, it's not sexy, but 
I'm nostalgic for that. You know, that yeah. sense of, oh my God, your hands are fucking freezing. Yeah. Get your fucking hands up, they're fucking freezing. I miss that, you know? Yeah. I miss the simplicity of youth sometimes. Yeah, I really liked kissing your man outside the bar, didn't I? I felt like really young again, because I'm 29 next week, so I'm probably having a bit of a crisis. So that's why I was like, 23, come here, baby. <laughs> that's so, great. Yeah. But he knew what he was doing, right? He wasn't like a big tongue fucking eat your no, face. No, great kisser. Absolutely. Oh. Yeah, it was perfect. It was good. <laughs> it was all like, voulez-vous de mouth? Or I don't know, I can't speak French. Oh, <laughs> Je m'appelle you have David. A you have a sex podcast. You are so open. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I thought the Irish girls were so full of shame, but you, you have been li the liberation. <laughs> you have had the liberation. Oh, you have uh, hairy legs. <laughs> oh, but your vagina is not completely shaved. Oh, okay. I like it's a retro vagina. <laughs> <laughs> retro. I like your retro vagina. It's better for the STDs. Did you did you know this? <laughs> <laughs> did, did you know if he that had had sex with me <laughs> as a 22 year old it probably would have been the first pubes on a woman he would have ever seen did you know that this is better for the STD I like you you are so you are so up on your sexual health Katie oh. I know it's very sexy you are so aware of my herpes joke didn't do well in France. That was my only joke that didn't do well. And I was like... What is your herpes joke? It's not going to do well here either. I know. What, what is Just it? Just about um, having a, uh, dating someone who lied to me about STD medication. And, oh, but I, I was think maybe Americans are much more open about this. In France, we like to pretend that none of these things exist. Yeah, I don't think they... They were kind of like looking at me like, what? In France, we pretend that we did not collaborate with the Nazis. And we do not like to admit that sex might give you an STD. I'm going to make it work. <laughs> I'm going to do it tonight and it's going to work. Well, if it doesn't work, you're not getting on tomorrow. How about that? No, it does. <laughs> <laughs> you told me to take risks. Yeah, just not with fucking <laughs> STDs. <laughs> I, both, just, I need both to set it up literally and on stage. I know, right? You know what, though? I want to write a joke KT, about... KT, we have STDs in uh, France. I, know, right? I would like to They're have like unprotected sex with your... Hairy vagina, please. Pe please. <laughs> people don't want to People don't want to hear. You know, sometimes they're just like, oh, it's raining, guys. I don't know if you can hear that. But um, they don't want to hear about it. You know, so let's say like, I was thinking, okay, RTE Lifestyle put up that question. Do you ask if your partner have STD check before you have sex with them? Oh, very good question. And I feel... We never ask in France because we do not have the <laughs> STD. Au revoir, French Des. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry. But I think, I think, um, I don't know if people agree with me, but I know me and my friends when we were younger, like if we did ask, or if like you're on the pill or whatever, you'd be like, okay, have, have you had an STD check? And they're like, yeah. or even my American girlfriends actually. And they say, yeah, you're like, okay, grand. Like you wouldn't ask for like the proof or. Yeah, yeah, you just. Uh, yeah. You just believe. But it's so funny because you don't. You don't take, you don't believe in other scenarios. I don't know how to make it into a joke, but I, I think that's an interesting that we believe that and we'll take that risk. But they could just be lying. They probably are lying. Yeah, they're just lying. Most yeah, of the time, they're just they're lying. lying. I, I just had a great idea, Katie. What? Because you are so concerned about your sexual health, which yeah. I think is a, so sexy. <laughs> I think we should lead a campaign in Ireland for people to go and get an STD screening, and then post their um, results on Instagram now obviously if you have an STD 
I would recommend not posting your results because <laughs> that's personal. Too. No, but the, it, 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 it's not to pretend that people don't have STDs. It's to promote the healthiness of going. Yeah. Because I think most people are afraid to go because they don't want to find out that they have an STD. Because um, in France, we do not have this problem. We do not have that. And most of you don't. Like, I w the first time I went for an STD check was in America. And I mean, I started, like, you had to wait three hours because I went for a free check. I didn't have health insurance at the time. And I was like freaking out, and then it was grand afterwards, and I felt much better. And then I've been, I've been for loads since, and it's just, it's just a peace of mind as well. Like, yeah. I think so like I think, and we'll, we'll, maybe we'll promote this on Instagram, but maybe, maybe we'll talk to a couple of other podcasts that people should uh, get an STD screening and then post the picture on Instagram under the hashtag uh, "Get Yourself Checked." I think you'll. I think I get think yourself checked. Yeah. It's very healthy. Such a great idea because even if look, if it comes back that you fucking have chlamydia, like oh, you take a few pills, you're pill, Because it'll, it'll actually be way worse if you leave it. You'll get sick, and then and um, you can you can affect your fertility. Yeah, and then if it comes back like that, you have long term disease, like God, you know, then you fucking you learn how to deal with it quick, quick, quicklier, and you learn how to quicklier, yeah, quicklier. You can you can learn how to deal with it quicklier. Okay, well, I look, I represent the dyslexic uh, listeners of the podcast. Okay, so that's well, why he has me on because I've learning di I've a learning difficulty. <laughs> oh so my god! Ever since you said it, I'm like reading words backwards and stuff, and I'm like, oh my god, I do. I am dyslexic. I hope you have HPV and not HIV. <laughs> <laughs> it is HPV. Yeah, come on, HPV ladies. Um, I even found out that. Because I don't have the, the 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 one that gives me cancer or whatever. I just have the normal one that everybody has. But like I can get vaccinated now. I haven't done it. I will when I get back. But oh, you can get vaccinated. You still can get. It just it's just going to cost you a bunch of money. But you can get vaccinated. There's this thing going around that you can only get vaccinated when you're younger. No, you can't. You can get vac. This is what my gynecologist said. You can get vaccinated whenever. Um, just need to do it. And she was like to me, oh. Well, because originally it was said that you should be vaccinated before you're sexually active. Yeah, it's fine. Because she was like, yeah, it's a pity you have that. Like, you still have a strain of it, but you can there's be vaccinated like against the other strains. A million or something. I don't know. There's a lot of different strains. So get on it. Um, yeah, so maybe we'll do an episode. We, don't, we won't start this campaign yet, but we're going to, I think we should do a get yourself check campaign. I think it's a and, great idea. And that'll idea. be very healthy for people to just be like, yeah, fuck it. I'm just going to get myself checked. Post it up on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Hashtag get yourself checked. And just remember by you posting that, you know, you're supporting. Like, even let's say when when I started doing the podcast, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, I can't believe I'm going to be saying this stuff out loud. But once you say it, then I'm like, oh, it's not as bad. So, like, once you do it, it's not as bad. And then, you're like, now I feel comfortable talking to my sisters about sexual health. So, like, if you guys post up, you never know. You might have a little sister or a cousin who's going to be inspired to be like, oh, I should, you know, get myself checked. Or actually, there's things I should think about that's... Because you're still at you're still at risk. You just yeah. I mean, I'm definitely. Uh, we we should do. Actually, uh, uh, while you're in Ireland, I, I I'm gonna talk to a, a doctor that I know that uh, specializes in sexual health and have her on the pod because I did. I've had a number of listeners who messaged about the amount of guys that put them under pressure to have unprotected sex, mm -hmm. and that a lot like that there's a lot of them have had STDs. You know, mostly They're, chlamydia. But uh, but you know, so I, I think I think there's a there's an unhealthy attitude out there. You know. I know you're distracted because you're looking at yourself in the no, mirror. No, as he said, that my chest flared up and I just could feel it. So I just want to check it. You I got get a hot flush? What are you having? Fucking menopause already? Man? I know. I've been uh, ever since I traveled. I've been getting like um, hot hot flashes or whatever. When hot I, flushes. Hot flushes. Yeah. Flushes know. or flashes? Flushes, flashes. I don't fucking know. And my neck's been breaking out with uh, spots. I don't know what's going on. It's probably just all the traveling or something. But just as you were talking there, I felt it for a second. So I just wanted to look. Uh, I got distracted. Sorry. I was looking at myself. Just but joking around. 
But what did you say before that? You said something I was going to answer back to it. I said, Kitty, please. Kitty. Let me have unprotected sex. We do and not. we got some frog legs. Uh, I, no, I was <laughs> I just saying that we'll, we'll have somebody on to talk about STDs. That'd be great. And uh, Oh, yeah, because I was saying that we I had some listeners messaging oh, yeah. saying, can you talk about, uh, you know, guys putting you under pressure to have unprotected <gasps> sex? So let's, That's what I had something to say to. Okay. Because it's so true. Like, my whole sexual experience has been guys... Um, trying not to or I can't get a hard when I have a condom on can't get a hard and then the, the the that's been sorry Irish lads but that's been my my experience has been mostly with Irish like any American lad I've had sex with has brought the condoms and it, and it hasn't been an issue but yes. it's been I, Irish and I feel yes, my, there's my, too okay. much of a non-condom culture here so let's yeah. we're gonna do I, 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 I'm gonna get this, this doctor that I had her on uh, Death Bishop This Is Ireland yeah. But we're going to have her on to do an episode about STD health, uh, the simplicity of going for a screening, get some stats and some figures, and uh, and we're going to promote this Get Yourself Checked campaign. Yeah. See if we get some people behind it. You know, because at the end of the day, we can't pretend we're not having sex. Yeah. We're having sex, and we're going to be doing it healthier. Because the STD rates, have, you know, they really have skyrocketed. Yeah, they have. They have, you know. Um, so listen, it's all well and good to say you should be able to f- be free to have sex without shame. But that doesn't mean that you're free to have sex without being safe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You and wouldn't like fucking jump out of a plane without a parachute. You take fucking risks for the things that are fun. And as well, but it's you not... you got to mitigate the risk. Yeah. And it's not just about you. Like, if someone gives it to you and then you pass it on to someone else. So that's not yeah, fair. And they on. pass it on to Mary. And then Mary passes it on to Joe. And then Joe passes it on to yeah, Seamus. And Sinead and Seamus. <laughs> and, and Dervila. Siobhan yeah and 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 uh, Finton and then yeah Finbar and uh, you know Donacha and uh, you know Donacha doesn't want an STD <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah so la la STDs oh my god satir la la STDs satir can you hear the rain in the podcast I don't know if they can hear the rain oh oh, oh can I hear the rain on the, the, the headphones yeah there it is guys I love the rain. The I, everybody's rain. always like, I hate Bounci- the rain. Bouncing off my window. It. Oh, wow. It's, it's fucking really coming bad. down, man. Wow. We better get off. It's another rainy day in Ireland with the STDs on the rise. <laughs> and the children going to the clinic and the tears are in their eyes. But it's Ooh. only chlamydia. Just take a simple pill. And wear a simple condom the next time you get your trill. Oh, the STDs in <laughs> Ireland are on the rise. The STDs in Ireland will make you cry. The STDs in Ireland are not necessary. So go to your clinic and get your STD check for free. Oh, we're in the It's great to be home, Katie. Oh, it's great to be home. It's great to be home. All right, well, we better get off the road. We're, yeah. we're, we better get off the podcast. I'm going to go get myself some salt and vinegar potatoes. Ooh. Oh, really? But I feel like cheese and onion is the thing people miss more, you know? S- salt and vinegar is my favorite. Since I've been home, I've had a breakfast sandwich, soup, so much tea. I'm, like, over-caffeinated. And uh, going to have salt and vinegar crisps what when I get soup it, What kind of Irish soup is it, it that you vegetable. missed? The thick vegetable thick soup vegetable. or brown bread? This And brown bread and the butter. And I don't. I know uh, I don't eat uh, dairy, but I don't care. Oh, um, butter. Like fucking like lube for your digestive system. Uh, oh. oh, it's so good. 
Real butter is so Let good. So I'll definitely put on a little weight before I go back, but I don't oh, care. Oh, yeah, you got to get those fucking Irish hips back, you yeah, know? Yeah, I know. Get, get your my fucking ties. potato arse going. My sister goes, oh, you have a bit of a tie gap there. i never seen anyone with a tie gap. A tie gap. <laughs> I was like, give me the bread. <laughs> no, no, fucking the potatoes will get rid of that thigh gap quick smart. <laughs> yeah. Never mind your fucking thigh gap. I've eaten so much potatoes. I had shepherd's pie. It's a long way from a fucking thigh gap. You were rare, no. Oh, yeah, I know, right? They were like, you're looking a bit tin. <laughs> my potatoes with my heavy gold and my brown bread in my soup. Oh, Ooh. I've missed it so much. The thigh gap makes me whoop. <laughs> Sorry, You're great at like just making it up oh, as you go on, along. Oh come on, that's rubbish. Not the whoop, but the that, that the, was rubbish. I was about to say the Sinn Fein song. What are we talking about? The Sinn Fein song. The STD song. Oh, the STD song's going to number one. STD. Yeah. I guess because it reminded me of that one on the bus where kids would be shouting that and really uh, that song that I actually don't like. But anyway, what song? Oh, I'd be always on the bus all the time. They'd be like, uh, oh, Sinn Fein. Oh, it's like. Uh, oh come on. Uh, what? Oh Jesus! Everybody's gonna know now. What they're like? Come on, Katie. You, uh, I, should, I should know the song. Wait, I, I know all the songs, but I don't know the one you're talking about. It, it, it literally be just on the back of the bus on school tours, and they'd be like, and it, it's like praising that, like oh, ooh, uh, up the rap. Yeah. Uh, Here we go again. We're on the road yeah. again. We're on the road again. We're on our way to paradise. We're in the jungle deep. That's where the lion sleeps. For all those evil eyes, we'll find our way to paradise. Oh, there is no place in paradise. Graffiti on the wall, just as the sun was going down, it says graffiti on the wall. From the Celts, from the Celts, graffiti on the wall. They say it's magic, it's magic, graffiti on the wall. That's not it. Graffiti <laughs> on the wall. And it says, ooh, ah, up the rass, eh? ooh, ah, up the rass. Ooh, ah, up the rass, eh? ooh, ah, up the rass. Wasn't that one, no? No, I think, it's the con- <laughs> I think it's the Country Road song, and then it has a... Country Road? And then they tr- change it, where it's like, ooh, uh, it's like... And then the kids will shout, Sinn Féin, and then IRA, and then... Oh, I, oh, don't, I don't know that one. I, I only remember. know the actual Rebel I songs. Didn't, I, didn't like, I didn't like it because it would be annoying because it would be always... And I didn't... Yeah. What about, I was born in a Dublin street where the royal drums do beat and the laugh of British feet, they walked all over us. And each and every night when me father'd come home tight, he'd invite the neighbours outside with this chorus. Ah, come out, you black and tans, come out and fight me like a man. Show your eyes how you won battles down in Flanders. <laughs> and how the IRA made you run like hell away from the green and lovely plains of Killish and Troll. No, not that one, no. It's not that song, but I love that song. I do love that song. Oh. Wait, just let you just talk for a second. Let me think. So you think it's country road? Take me home to the place I belong. Do you think it was that? Oh, I just and I can't I can't remember. I need to ask one of my friends. Was it um? Armored cars and tanks and guns, they can take away our sons, but every man must stand behind the man behind the wire. No? No. Ah, oh, Jesus. My Irish American upbringing is bringing you nothing. <laughs> and it's so, you know what's so funny? Because this song, they would sing it on repeat and repeat and repeat, like it could be a two hour. It was a bull of oak. And they'd be like, ooh, uh, ah, boo. up the ra. That's what I just did. Oh, no, but it was like, they and then they go, Sinn Fein, and then they go, Oh, it's like a it's a song that's already there, but the the kids have changed it. Oh, I can't, Des, I can't. 
Was it bold Robert Emmett? What's that? What's that? Bold Robert Emmett, the darling of Aaron. No? Definitely no. Bold Robert Emmett, he died with a smile. Sorry. <laughs> I know them all. It is country roads. We have do 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 IRA. As lonely as the fields of Rotten Rye. No, that's, that's not country road. That's the fields of Rotten Rye. Oh, fields of Rotten Rye. Thank By you. lonely that's prison wines. Oh, that, yeah. Because I, I actually do like that song, but when you hear I it a million times. I heard a young girl calling. Yeah. Yeah. And then they had their. Because that, yeah. that, that's just been taken over by, uh, you know, chanting and stuff. Yeah, that's it. It was the chant that. I actually liked the song, but I didn't like the chant. Did you see the. Uh, there was a video online of a, a bunch of uh, loyalists at a wedding in Belfast. No. And they were doing Simply the Best, but then during Simply the Best, they'd say, Fucked up hope and the IRA. But it was like the white, the bride was doing it. The bride was doing it? <laughs> yeah, she was like, Fucked up. <laughs> it's like, what a wedding. Jesus. Anyway, listen, we're, we're, we're well off the fucking the track of what our podcast normally is. You know? So, and then everybody had sex. Yeah, and then they had sex to consummate the marriage and, and create <gasps> another little loyalist, another little bit you know, of fucking, you know, lack of hope for the future, you know, sectarian hate. Dun, dun. I always hate that I don't, I need to know more about everything, but all of my opinions are my dad's. And about the IRA? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm well not don't I'm, get into I'm it. I'm not getting into it. Don't, don't, don't fucking out your dad one way or no, the other. No, I'm not. I'm not. But, you know, that's my... I well, he's a guard, you know. Yeah, so I assume he wasn't very yeah. happy about, uh, you know, Jerry McCabe and all that. You know, it's complicated. But and we're I, not a I, history podcast. And I don't even know. You know, I was so I was so bad with that when I was younger, like at listening to what was going on, and I kind of am ashamed of it now because. But why should you be ashamed? It's very complicated, yeah. and everyone likes to have their simple it's views really on it. Hard. But it's not simple. It's very nuanced. Yeah. It's very complicated, and anyone who likes to just dismiss one group uh, over another. Is, has not uh, appreciated how difficult yeah. and nuanced it is. In fairness to my dad, he's very like liberal and understanding and stuff, and he's explained a lot of it as best to me as possible, which is you know, and in not in like negative terms. But again, I wish, because like I grew up when a lot of this stuff was happening, and I just wasn't really paying attention. And then I go over to America, and they ask me about it, and I'm like, oh, well, uh, Americans, Americans have a, a have a sort of a, a rose tinted view of the troubles. I know. And they do. In fairness, I was raised with it, but now I know it's more nuanced. But nuance doesn't write a good rebel song. No, you know what you I'm know, saying. Good rebel nuance song doesn't write a good fucking sing. rebel song. It's yeah. just singing, and it's fun to it sing. It was on the dreary New Year's Eve as the shade of night came down. A lorry load of volunteers came across the border town. There were men from Dublin and from Cork, from Manor and Tyrone. But the leader was a Limerick man, Sean South from Garyon. It's just—it's hard to write a fucking good rebel song if Do you're you making judgments about the border campaign of the 1950s. You can't be making judgments. Do it's you, not easy. Do you like Damien Dempsey? No, I love Damien. He's my favorite. Plus, I, I, he's a really nice Damian man. Damien Dempsey thanks me on his album. I, I actually oh, launched. He, I, I launched one of his albums before. He's so nice. He said um, that he was gonna when he was playing Lee Slip that he would uh, shout me out for your pretty smile and would be dedicated to me at that Lee Slip because uh, I used to serve him every year. Uh, he's the nicest. He like hooked up my parents uh, when they man. went to see he's him. A great man. Uh, and he gave me he, money he for America. He's not very nuanced now on the old uh, Sinn Féin. He'd be, he'd, be, he'd be leaning one way on that one now, you know. But I love his Connolly song. Or Con- Con- 
Colony? Yeah, Colony. That's my James favorite. Connolly. No, Co- Colony. Oh, like, Colony, Colony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's one of my yeah, favorite songs. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. And now there's a bit of fucking pain in that one, you know? Yeah, but it's just brilliant. Ah, or you know. To Heller Barbados. Oh, all his songs. I should go see him while I'm home. You'll have to see him. I love him so no much. No negative vibes. Oh, I'm just going to move back to Ireland. Yeah, negative vibes. I feel the city's love. The apple of my eye, I cherish whore. I love him. <laughs> New York, New York, I'm coming. <laughs> that's that's what I. That's what I sing every time I'm they fucking should. bursting a hole off an Irish bird. <laughs> they should do Irish karaoke where you can just go sing Irish, like songs that every I know. Every fucking bar in Woodlawn. Oh, really? <laughs> well, they do Damien Dempsey, though. Of course they do Damien Dempsey. Oh, because, you know, I go to these uh, karaoke places in, like, New York, and I'm like, oh, I just want to get up there and sing a Damien Dempsey song. Sing it. Yeah. There was... Well, sing one. Go on, sing one. No. Uh, have a go. Come on, Katie. Come on. No. Come on, Katie. I'm sing actually one. not good at Come singing. on. It's a fucking sing song. It's, it's 3 a.m. and your uncle's trying to molest you. Come on. Sing a song. Oh. It's the only way to save yourself from being abused. I'm Come on. Drink. Sing a song. Your uncle's drunk. You know the way he gets. I'll take it. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I'll grab your arm so and I'll wind you. I'll wind you. I'll wind you. That's no. a Connemara thing. I can't do it, mate. Even, like, if I try. No. It. Sing a fucking no. Damien Dempsey song. No. Fuck's sake. <laughs> you Jesus know what I love? Messi. What? Sing oh, it. No, and you're pretty smiling is my favourite. Sing it. No, I'm not doing it. And don't you harass me in DMs afterwards. Also, when we were joking about we were joking about the dick pic, I didn't really want fucking dick pics walking the Camino. No. Thank you. So. Oh, yeah. Well, you uh, haven't told... You said that to me before we got in the car. Well, I think the podcast and listeners know that a few episodes ago, I joked about how they sent... Uh, um, uh, did I say who it was? They sent one of our listeners dick pics and and they hadn't sent you one it was a joke and then I got three of course you were going to get a dick pic I know but timing lads now walking the Camino with my family oh what are you going to do you know that was me changing conversations you can never well come on you should have sang you can't say you love you want a fucking Irish karaoke oh but it's different I'd have a few drinks in me yeah but but Katie we've established that sex sex, shame is singing sex and singing are better when you're sober you're aware of yourself Singing's not singing's better when you have a, at least one glass of wine in you. You're like, oh, I'm great. Come on, Katie. <laughs> no, it's Sing not gonna happen. One fucking line for Damien. He's listening. Damo. For Damien, one line. Uh, Katie, come on, Katie. Okay. Maybe Katie, it's really song. bad, and nobody judged me. I never said I was good. Your pretty smiling can light up any room. See, I'm bad. I, I think the whole of Ireland, or certainly the people that listen <laughs> to our podcast, are smiling right now. I love that song. A beautiful so moment. From Katie Bye, finish the podcast. God, that took a lot. I'm that took a lot of arm twisting. Take us out, Damien. Listen, we're gonna play Damien under the end of the episode. It's the end of the episode, Katie. I'm not gonna do anything afterwards. I'll tell people about that TED talk later on. Damien's playing under us right now. I Say goodbye to our listeners. Bye, De- or Damien. Bye, Des. No, to our listeners. Oh, bye, there, listeners. It's the end of the podcast, Katie. Bye, listeners. Damien's playing underneath. Love yous. I'm hoping I know him well enough that we won't get hit for. A rights issue that we played the podcast. We played a song on the podcast. Thanks, Damon, for the money when I went to America. Oh, yeah. And he likes Shadowneuf the Pop, I remember. And remember, we're in Cork City this week, but you won't be able to go because the shows are sold out. However, I'm in Nuri Saturday night. I'm in Cookstown, County Tyrone, next Thursday. Mullingar as well. There's plenty of tickets left for Mullingar. We don't know why Mullingar is a bit slow on the old, uh, on the old tickets. So come to Mullingar in two weeks' time. Katie will be in Thurless. That's pretty much sold out. You won't be able to Woo-hoo. get tickets to that. Vicar Street, there's still a few tickets left on the Sunday, if you want to go to that. On the Sunday. And, and uh, sure, there's desbishop.net forward slash tour dates. There's plenty of tour dates around the country. 
Come and check it out. At Des Bishop on Instagram. Katie, at Katie Boyle Comic. DM us. Not, DM us. Not penis pics, though. I'm grand. No, no dick pics. And Thanks. Sure. Spread the word about the podcast as always, lads. We need another. Dude. We need another injection of new listeners. We had a good injection there for a while. We feel like we need some. We need some fresh blood. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk about. I've had a few questions on Instagram. We'll talk about them in the next step. Yeah, we got some great apps coming up. We got an app about uh, infidelity, and then we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have a few Irish guests on. We have loads of podcasts coming up. So Yay! We'll talk to you soon, everyone. Slan, au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir. Everybody. Goodbye. Would like to turn off. Boy, Mozarash. Shachtin Shahogan. Boy, Mozarash. There's an episode new. Uh, I don't know. Free car key. Free car key. Gurmagui. Slong. Slong. Gurmagui. 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 Slong. Hi. Do I just press the record button? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 